I am recording. Are you? I am recording, yes. I am recording. Are you recording? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to ICP with We. In the name of extremely ill-advised ass tattoos, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Eric. And I'm Aaron. And today we're reviewing Psychopathic Rida's 2011 album, Backdoor Riders. Get it, guys? Like, shut the front door? I don't know if that works. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to ICP with We, episode 77. Psychopathic Riders, 2011 album, Backdoor Riders. This voice that you're hearing in your headphones or speaker, although I surely hope you're not in some sort of public place with a speaker, that's very rude. And if you are, Everybody out there, I'm so I, I would like to formally apologize as co-host of ICP with We for this individual that has me so rudely turned up right now. And I hope you forgive me, but I'm about to do something that is going to force this individual to turn it down out of embarrassment. <clears throat> penis, 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 penis. Is What's that, up, everybody? That do I'm it? Aaron. This is my co-host with the Comos, Eric. Eric, how are you doing? Hello. Did that do it? If I had a, a boom box that played podcasts and I was listening to it out loud in public at a public place uh, and I heard penis, 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 I would immediately turn that down or probably bash it with a hammer. I'll tell you what. If I was listening to the album that we're reviewing today... I would turn it down. If I was listening to it in my car and I stopped at a red light, even with my windows up and listening at a moderate volume, I would probably turn it down for fears that the person next to me might hear any element of what was going on. Uh, I would turn it down. I would pull my hat lower on my brow and sink into my seat. Yes, exactly. And maybe like if I'm wearing like a, I'm I'm picturing myself wearing like a duster, I would like flip the uh, the collar up on why? my my duster. <laughs> why would why was is that the thing that you'd be wearing? Hopefully, if you were, I picture, there'd be. I picture myself dressed like Inspector Gadget. If I'm being honest. Oh yeah, like Inspector Gadget with that trench coat on, but nothing underneath. I assume. Go go gadget backdoor riders. That is the official name of this episode. Go go gadget backdoor riders. That doesn't even make sense, but okay. <laughs> Uh, what's up? How are we? How is everybody? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you've turned down this very, very loud podcast in the doctor's office that you're sitting in. Uh, I, and I hope that it's not terminal, whatever you have. So my sincere uh, hope yeah. is that everybody listens to every one of these episodes at home in a specially designed room with like 9.1 surround, just turned all the way up so that you can hear and feel every moment of it. See, I actually, uh, I have that room, but it's, it's, uh, dual purpose. It's also my yum, yum room. Oh yeah. 
Well, that's what I call that room as well. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I call, well, I technically call it the Yum Yum Lounge. Oh. Or Yum Yum Den sometimes if I want to be informal. <laughs> the, I call mine the Yum Yum Rumpus Room. Ah, yes, 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 yes. The, the Yum Yum Rump. For sure. <laughs> hey, that brings us back to this album. Speaking of Yum Yum Rumps, let's talk yeah. about the album cover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so we're kind of, we are already poking fun at this album. Uh, this is probably going to be a relatively short episode. I would assume. I would assume. Uh, we also assume that last episode it ended up being. Yeah, that's true. We assume that a lot of times and it ends up not being. We'll see. Maybe. The, uh, the amount of times, I actually want to start counting the amount of times that we hop in Discord and say, so this one should be a pretty short one this week. And then... It turns out to be a, a long one. We're just going to start saying it every time. Yeah. Just like you guys proclaiming that we give you the goods every time. That's true. And I mean, honestly, if I had a nickel for every time I was in a scenario where I'm like, well, this is going to be a short one, I'd have more than a nickel. Yeah. Uh, I would I would approximately have like uh, less than a dollar still. Well, I mean... I would- also, anytime I've ever taken my pants off in front of another person, I say that line right before then. Ah, ah of course, of course, of course. Yes. yes. So you're rich because you expose yourself a lot. <laughs> Almost all the time. <laughs> I ride around listening to backdoor riders with my trench coat on, but nothing underneath. Ah, okay. So you're like uh, in- Inspector Gadget, but uh, the porn remake Inspect <laughs> Her Gadget. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Is that real? It's got to be. There's no way it's not. That is such low-hanging fruit. I, if I could come up with it in less than five seconds, I think that I, it's 100% out there. We had one of those the other day. Uh, Dave and I text each other about TV shows and movies and just everything all the time, right? And he was texting me that he watched The Squid Game and his phone auto-corrected it to The Squirt Game. <laughs> and he was like, we both laughed about it. And he's like, I'm extremely confident that's a real thing i've got to look it up so he did and he was like oh yeah it's a real thing you can watch the squirt game on Pornhub." and he's like the description says an adult version of squid game he's like man i'm on Pornhub. i know exactly what i'm in for you don't need to tell me it's an adult version of squid game yeah uh, uh, hey guys give give the porn watchers a little more credit (laughs) (laughs) they know what they're fucking here for they know what they're here for. Yeah, yeah, hey guys, hit us up, tweet at us, Discord us, Instagram DM us, email us if you have found Inspect Her Gadget. <laughs> Search that out. Why why does this always happen? This is not the first this is far from the first time that we have encouraged our community to search out some bizarre porn parody of something. Yeah. Uh you know what? I th- I think that they've come to expect it at this point. What yeah, I like probably. to picture is in in the in the yum yum rump, right? <laughs> every every day they say, "Oh honey, ICP with we has put out a new episode. I'll be in the yum yum rump." And then they uh, walk into the yum yum rump. They sit down. They have a computer with two monitors. <laughs> they put on their their Dolby surround sound. On one monitor, they pull up the episode. On the next monitor, they have 
Google Chrome incognito mode. Ah, yeah. Ready to fast type away those porno parodies, baby. (laughs) Well, you know, it's weird when you were like, oh, honey, I pictured like immediately with that voice, somebody like pulling the whole family together and them sitting Indian style around an old timey radio sitting there Uh listening to our show as a family. (laughs) I picture it uh, being like a guy from, I guess, like the 40s. Maybe 50s or 60s, I guess. That 30-year span, that small 30-year span. The 40s or 50s um, or 60s, one of those? Yes, one of those. Have Having his hat and his jacket and he gets home from work. Honestly, like a, an I Love Lucy situation, but Ricky Ricardo isn't a pissed-off ball of mess at his wife all the time. He's just a normal human being. Oh, I think in the 50s, which you're describing a very 50s scenario, I think. I think it was required for men to disregard, underappreciate, and be awful to their wives, and the wives to just take it because that's what you're supposed to do. I think that's how it was back then, based on television tropes. Honestly, based on television tropes in the 80s, I would say it's also was common. Oh, maybe. Uh, A la married with children. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think married with children, though, was sort of playing into carried over tropes that existed in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. I think it just, yeah, you true. know. That's a good point. Guys, welcome to, to uh, I Married Children with We. Uh, <laughs> no, what you just said is I Married Children. Uh, you're right. Well, guys, welcome to Married with Children with We, uh, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about married with children uh, and ICP. What if we just called it, we are married with children? That makes yeah. it sound like we're married and we have children. You know, that's very true. Half of that's Eric, true. Do you want to get married? I am. Or, I mean, to you? Yes. Yeah, I would say to me. Yeah. Do you want to get okay, married perfect. to me? I would I would love nothing more. Yes, yes, a million times yes. You had me it a million times yes. Eric, would you like to adopt a child with me? No, I would like to adopt children with you. Oh my goodness. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) We are married with children. Guys, it's official. We're married with children. Stay tuned. here first. uh, Season 43 is going to be We Are Married with Children. Love and God, this is awful. Backdoor riders. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Eric. Now, uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. How about that? How about this for a segue? Now, Eric, if we never wanted to have children, maybe it's because we we should be backdoor riders because you can't get pregnant in the butt. What do we need to know about the album? Unless one of the two of you has a vagina, that's pretty much your only option. Unless the whole married with children bit is over and you don't mean with each other. Just anal sex for both of you as individuals going forward in general. Uh, first and foremost, we need to know this is going to be our final Psychopathic Riders review because it's the last Psychopathic Riders album, barring some impossible, extremely unlikely, probably never going to happen scenario. And does that make you feel good? I don't know how it makes me feel. I would have thought it would make me feel good, but it actually kind of made me feel bad when I thought about that. I'm going to miss it a little bit, I think. Yeah, a little bit. I'm definitely going to miss it. Like, we are not Ridas fans, and yet I like having everybody together doing this, and I keep having hope that the next one is going to be the one that we're going to love. 
But the thing that made me even more sad, the most sad, is that next week is going to be our final Dark Lotus review because it's the last Lotus album. That does make me sad, yes. Yeah. Those are the those are the the first thoughts I have, but outside that, what you need to know is that this album released uh just like the last one we talked about, about 3 months before Featuring Freshness and about a year before The Mighty Death Pop. Uh, but anyway, as far as the release date for this album and also Eat Shit and Die, uh, which we reviewed last week, I'm still seeing sites and posts and things that show July 26th, 2011. But both were released during the 2011 gathering, uh, which ran from August 11th to August 14th. I got some clarification here. Actually, Mustard, Mushy Mustard gets a big shout out for helping me find some of the connections to figure out what the deal was here. So Eat Shit and Die was officially announced in a Hatchet Herald post on March 8th, 2011, but there was no mention of the Backdoor Riders EP at that time. It wasn't until August 6th, from what we can tell, in a post on InsaneClownPosse.com, that's less than a week before the gathering actually started, that they announced that there's also going to be a second EP dropped as well called Backdoor Ridas. They also announced that it was going to have a scratch and sniff cover. Uh, This is the only place I saw that listed, but it's on their official website. And it was like a week before this thing released, which means they were pressed and ready to go. I don't know if it actually happened, but if it did, I'm assuming it did. What do you think the cover smelled like? Ugh. You know what? The the little stinker in me wants to say shit. Um, that's the first place my mind went, but I bet it doesn't. I bet it smells. What if it smells yeah. like chocolate? Oh, that could be funny. That could be funny. Or like uh, roses or something. Yeah, I, w- I would think like, uh, you know, if you th- like thinking critically about it, I would say like maybe like some sort of like uh, feminine perfume. Yeah, sure. Like, man, that ass smells nice. I don't think that's a thing I've ever said or thought. I've never said or thought it, but I've also never scratched and sniffed one uh, and have it turn out to smell like a beautiful perfume. Uh, Have you ever um, scratched and sniffed your own ass? Uh, No, you know, I haven't. Um, I have scratched uh, and sniffed my finger, though. You scratched your finger and sniffed it or scratched your ass with your finger and then sniffed it? You got to scratch your ass with your finger and then, you know. Yeah, Okay. Okay. good. So almost, whatever that smelled like, I'm sure. I mean, that's almost, that's, that's, it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the ass to nose connection is the finger. Right. Everybody knows that. Right, exactly. So I think that's probably what this cover smelled like, whatever you were smelling there. <laughs> Do you think, yeah. okay, this is what I imagine. They have the at the at the album production factory, uh, which is a, a real thing that uh, is a thing. It is a they thing. They have people just just going like one knuckle deep into their asshole and then just smearing it on this this fucking like just a little spot on it and then just be like all right next one what if they just finger had all the workers just sweaty from their long day in the factory just stamping cds uh they just wipe every album cover across their ass Oh, there you go. So you yeah, just get they just they just sweaty slide ass. It through the crack like a uh, yeah. like a credit card. Yeah, just swipe it. Yeah, they just swipe the cover real fast. <laughs> they and all then, have like, paper cuts all over their ass now. <laughs> sometimes it gets mixed up. Like, hey man, I already swiped that one. It's like, oh, what the fuck? So he just like swiped one that was already swiped in somebody else's ass. Oh, double swiped. So it got double swiped. 
And then it had to go into the pile of defects. <laughs> they had to pitch that one. They're like, no, yeah, yeah. no double assing. <laughs> no double assing, guys. <laughs> hey, listen, the- this episode is just going to be like this because that's what this album is. I mean, it's going to draw this out of us. Yeah, uh, for real. I'm feeling silly today. I can really tell that Eric's feeling silly today. I'm not and it's because we're not really talking about very, very serious, deep subject matter. No, no, we're talking about, hey, if if only for this, Backdoor Riders has some value. But anyway, at The Gathering 2011, both of these albums were being sold at the merch table. I've seen multiple posts about that. So we know that that's where these were released. Uh, so we're going to say August 11th, 2011 is the release date for these. Again, huge thanks to Mustard for helping to sniff out all <laughs> sniff out all these details. Hey, good job, Mustard. Uh, appreciate it. So much like on the previous album that we reviewed last week, we've got Jamie Madrox's Little Shank, Monoxide as Fofo, Violent J as Bullet, Shaggy as Full Clip, Blaze as Cell Block, Boondocks as Young Dirt, ABK is sawed off. This one is another Joe and Joey Records, All Wrongs Reserved. And this is the last time some of these people will ever uh, take up these personas outside of live performances. It looks like at least the core five performed as Rydas at the Gathering until 2015, 2016-ish without releasing new music. And then, obviously, all of the folks that went over to MNE reprised these roles, reprised these roles, re-rolled these re-rolls, and repros uh, repros these roles, and they 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 did the Ridas. But also, I found this out: ABK did a standalone Ridas album as Sawed Off called "The Lone Rida." Wait, really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Somebody else did something as well. I think uh, Misery was planning to do one or did do something, but either way. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I know about this record. Love it, which means I'm not going to list it. Heck, yes. Thank you so much for compiling that. A big thanks again, once again, to Mustard for the clarification in the Discord. All right. Well, hey, why don't we... Get this album cover going. Let's get and, and it I, going. I'm going to very much so try to scratch and sniff at my computer co- uh, my computer monitor, but I don't know uh, if it'll... How about this? Do that thing where you scratch your butt and then smell your hand while you look at the oh, album look cover. At this? Yeah, yeah, okay. <sighs> That's a good ass. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys. So this this album cover, it's, it's. I mean, I'm, you, you got to know what it is. It's a butt with backdoor tattooed, uh, one word on each cheek, uh, that Psychopathic Riders logo that they're using, that new logo. Uh, then you got the uh, Rida man is what I call this hatchet man. Yeah. Another parental advisory sticker. We talked about that last week, that- but this one blends in way better yeah it's kind of like um, almost transparent up at the top but the uh everything is photoshopped onto this ass there is a a oh, close-up yeah. of a woman's bent over ass wearing a pink thong and on the thong is that little rida man logo and then back door tattooed on each of her cheeks like oh could you imagine could you even imagine if you discovered that on a woman's bun cheeks 
you know what? I think it didn't exist before this album, but now that this exists, I, I feel like there's a couple out there because of this. Guys, if you have backdoor tattooed on your ass, hit us up. Yeah, we want to know. Don't don't send photos, please. God no. But hit us up. I just want to I just want to know that you exist. Don't I, send I don't photos because want... they're easy to fake. You need to show up in person and show us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But come, come in person and and. Uh, I cannot trust Eric's word for shit, and he can't trust mine. So you need to go to Eric and show him. Yes. And then you need to come to, to Texas to me to show me. And if you do that, you'll get a free shirt from our merch store. <laughs> Perfect. Love to hear it. And a business card of a good tattoo removal place. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty, guys. That's not all that's on this album. We've also got inside cards of them standing very very clearly and obviously not pointing guns at the camera right with asses in very weird poses yes i think asses uh, in weird poses guy. has something to do with the fact that these are zoomed and cropped on just the asses and you're like what is the rest of the person doing yeah no the, i mean i can't even tell you what this individual is doing but you know what this is? They're back to those their old tricks again of grabbing pictures from uh, Google image search and then just photoshopping hatchet men onto them and whatnot. They did this. Um, oh, yeah. What on f for freaky tales for the cover of that? There was right. all these women and they right. like put little hatchet men on them or like tattoos. And this is the same thing. Although I will say the tattoos, although obvious Photoshop, look decent enough on this album layout compared to that. I one. mean. You don't immediately say, oh, that's Photoshop. But you know it is. But you know it is. You yeah, hope yeah. it is. So uh, what I find very, very funny is that clearly this photo of them with the two asses is uh, a fold-out, like, poster, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, It's one cohesive sheet of paper. Right. Right. It's uh they're they're next to each other in the fold-out, yes. They, they didn't get – they couldn't have just gotten a second – ass off of google they just mirror imaged the same ass on either side and then one just has a tattoo on it did they hold up let me look at this it is the exact same ass uh it it's the same ass but a different image of that same ass it's not the same image i think it's the same image it's just cropped a little differently no okay look at the folds in the underwear totally different Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> this is a weird thing to be it analyzing. Just, right. It just, they couldn't have, like, they photoshopped the tattoo. They couldn't have photoshopped a different color panties on one of them. I don't, just something. Are you two really scrutinizing the details in the folds of the panties and the creative merit of this image? Please stop. Ah, uh, I don't know. That Let's tattoo looks back. pretty real. The back, the back cover. That tattoo is the roughest looking one. That does not look real. And also, why is the hatchet no, man on the wrist off center? Yeah. That's not. There's no reason. Yeah. That, That'd be very yeah, bizarre placement for a tattoo. Yeah. Insane placement for a tattoo. Guys, there's just a lot of fucking butts on this thing. And there's that's, bad. That's, that's what it is. That photoshopping of the gun into the hand is pretty bad as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not because. Um, Am I supposed to assume that her middle finger is on the trigger and that, that her pinky finger is made of rubber and extra long? 
Also, like the the trigger guard is going through her ring. Yeah, yes, it's not it's not done particularly well. Uh, but um, notice this: look at the spine of the album. It's it says "Backdoor Rida Singular," like the name of the song. But on streaming services, huh. this album is called "Backdoor Rida's Plural." That is so strange. Good catch. I did not notice that. And I don't understand why on the spine of these albums, they're not using a consistent font. Oh, yeah. It baffles me. They have they have enough. I mean, I guess it. that's not even the same font. That's not even the same font as like the insert that has the track listing on it with the woman laying down. I can't tell if it is. I think it is. It's just uh, stretched vertically on the inside with the track oh, listing. Oh, yeah. I think you actually might be right. Yeah. Still, I don't. Yeah. I but mean, I, I, honestly, they could do that script that they have on that spine and it would I think it'd still show. Yeah. Let's talk about the actual image on the CD itself. Again, an ass. This is all ass pictures. It's a lot of asses. Yes. But the CD which should come as no shock to anybody is positioned in such a way that the hole in the CD is the hole in the ass. And I think that this ass has been Photoshopped to more fill the shape of the CD because it's kind of a bizarre, unnatural stretching and rounding of the, the hips on there. Yeah, they did do some sort of stretching to make it fit the CD more. It, it's very, yeah. Mustard also sent me a quote from Violent J. During one of their Patreon streams, they were doing uh, an auction of some old CDs, and he picked up a copy of this, and he said, I've always thought this butt is the most unattractive butt I've ever seen in my life. Why would they stick this on a CD? And it had a picture of this of the CD itself. But then he says, what kind of idiots would stick this on a CD cover? I have to assume he's not talking about the cover because that ass is decent yeah. looking ass, I think. But that one on the it's CD not warped. Yeah, the yeah. one on the CD is weird and dumpy and strange. And I think because they tried to, I don't know, Photoshop it or something, that one is very strange. I do. Yeah, I will it say seems this. Warped. I wish that on the inside, as you folded it out, there was a picture of a man ass just for the sake of inclusion. That would be great. That'd be awesome. I, I would love a picture of Shaggy Two Dope's ass on this. Hell in a, yeah! In a thong that has the the Rida man, but actually the the an actual actually tattooed on. Yeah, but and yeah, I mean Shaggy, come on, you you can right, you got enough. You tattoos. can commit. You, you can, you can, you can put backdoor on your ass cheeks. I know everybody wants to see his asshole, and he won't show it, but he could keep the cheeks together. Yeah, I mean, you can keep the cheeks together, Shaggy. It's fine. Please end this. Please make it stop. Let's go track by track. Let's go track by track. We've got five this time. Five yeah, tracks. Yeah, we only have five. So uh, we're going to start off with track number one, which is the title track for all intents and purposes. I know streaming services has it pluralized, but this is Backdoor Rida. The original beat is It's Going Down by Young Jock. And it is it is slowed and pitched down a little bit from the original. Yeah, um, yeah. If you listen to the two next to each other, this is it's definitely slowed down and pitched down. It's not exactly the same. Have they, to our knowledge, because this is a this is a very recognizable yeah. beat, so it, it was is. easy to yeah, it was easy to figure that out, right? 
have they done that? Have they manipulated beats like that in the past? Not that I'm aware of. And there's another track on this album that they change as well. But this is, and I actually, I mean, believe it or not, when I'm researching these, uh, I go and I listen to the original track and then I listen to the Rida's track just to confirm that the information that I have on these tracks is correct. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. not exactly correct or sometimes it's needs, you know, some adjustment uh, as far as information goes. But this is the first time I've noticed one that seems like they pitched and changed the the, the speed of the track. And mm-hmm. I wonder why they did that. Okay. Guys, if there hit us up if there is any other ones that you know of that maybe we missed in the past. Yeah, because uh, this is this is the our last Rida's work that we're reviewing. Yeah, and I'll mention the other one when we get to it. But this is the yeah, yeah. Please do because yeah. I didn't catch that one. Awesome. Okay, so Eric, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Backdoor Rida. I almost feel like we need to go through this song lyrically verse by verse, just because this song really has some of the most crass and problematic lyrics of any Rida song we've heard so far. Uh, yeah. Also, on the surface, I would just like to say, unrelated to it being crass and problematic, if you're not listening very close, this might be the gayest song they've ever made. Yeah. I I just, you know, as concerned yeah. as they have been over the years, especially Shaggy, uh, in making sure, you know, they aren't gay... This track is super open to interpretation, except for a couple of verses. Like Blaze's verse makes it pretty clear that this is a woman. But a lot of the other ones, even if they're saying girl, are very open to interpretation as far as sex and gender. That's true. That's true. It's it's. There are definitely some problematic things in here that tell you that it's not in places. But with how concerned that they were that they have been and still are about making sure, you know, they're not gay. I'm surprised there's not way more. Yeah. I mean, around, around this era, you know, in the, in the two thousands, you had a lot of rappers shouting out in their songs, letting you know that whatever they're saying is not gay and they're not gay. Uh, And these, these guys in this era definitely wanted you to know they aren't. So, it kind of shocks me that they're going to make a song that says somebody needs to make a song about ass fucking over and over. I'm like, wow, cool. I kind of like that there's no slurs and there's no buddy shouting out that they aren't gay in this. They're just like, take this for what it is. And I think that's kind of awesome. Kind of awesome. But uh, there's a lot of things in this song, man. Those little voices doing the push in, in and out. That That's so creepy over the it's i yeah yeah this this whole song for me walks the line between ridiculous and funny and just ultra skeevy like it's i will we will talk through this but i want to get your thoughts first also they are definitely in a very specific era and style of beats on this ep and a lot of the last album that are just to me kind of minimal and boring and i think it's because like the Neptunes had hits like Drop It Like It's Hot and Moneymaker with more minimal beats like this. So I think a lot of producers and rappers started doing these minimal beats. And I got to say, aside from the tracks that I mentioned and a few other ones that were big hits, I don't think all these beats are winners, especially if you're not going to do something really dynamic with it. Now, this song is pretty dynamic. You can't ignore this one. But I also want to point out that Boondocks says squail instead of squeal. 
what the fuck is a squale? But anyway, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, first of all, I agree with you on the beat thing. I think that this uh, EP is incredibly lacking uh, in the beat department, and they just kind of made some bad choices. This song in particular is a bad choice just because of how fucking iconic this beat is, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it is a very well-known beat. Yeah. So uh, I my first thought is, holy shit, this is, this is really what they're picking to, to get out of the gates with. Yeah, I bet um, Young Jock loves this. And oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um in fact, I want to I want to invite Young Jock onto the show and play this for him. <laughs> Get his thoughts. Yeah, I want I need a Young Jock live reaction for ICP with We. They come right out of the gate and they say, "Hey, this is a song about ass fucking." And then the you hear the immediately start hearing the push in in and out and you're like okay this sucks yeah this is awful this yeah. is fucking stupid let's go through some of the lyrics here that's so the first the first lyric is the one that I wrote down and I actually wrote it I heard it different than what's on Genius and I don't know I want to I'll ask you what you think it is but I heard let me put my boomstick inside of your Dune pit. It might be that. I think it, the Doom Pit with an M could be, uh, especially paired with Boomstick, this could be references to Army of Darkness, mm. which would be awesome, but I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. It could also be, let me stick my broomstick inside of your doom pit. But even doom pit, which obviously uh, in in the lingo of ICP, dune means shit, which I guess any of these could work. I, I, I guess we should try it's, and focus in. Yeah. But, Either it's way, very, that's the first line of the song. That's the first, I mean, that's like right in there. So Fofo comes in right in with that. It definitely sounds like let me stick my broomstick inside of your dune pit. Uh, then talking about once I'm goo in it, I'm through with it. Yeah, but there's even, which is, when we talk problematic, the that line and the previous line, backdoor rider trying to talk you into doing it, going to influence it. Then once I goo in it, I'm through with it. This is problematic. Tell you thanks for doing it and move on to a newer bitch. Here's what. Okay. Right after that one. And, and guys, we are still in the first verse. The first verse. Right out after that one. Uh, gutter butt gone off Coke and half a cup of Dewar's bitch. Loves it in the shitter, but she's a fucking lunatic. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. But then, like, it doesn't stop. It keeps getting worse or better. I don't know. So, sawed off, ABK comes in. Pretzel ride with some stank on it. Salty as a motherfucker. I think he me. I think it's he's saying pretzel rod, not pretzel yeah. ride. I think he's saying pretzel rod, like uh, you know, I roll gold. It is, yeah, yeah. Open up them lady lumps. Raw dog ass lover. Kardashian booty, J-Lo, brown hole, four finger anal licking, call me Colonel Backdoor. Now, somebody did annotate this 
And I think their annotation is correct. And I didn't catch it at first. This is a <laughs> Colonel Sanders finger licking finger reference. Licking good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Uh, yeah, that is disgusting. It does not make me want KFC. That's for sure. Okay, so you go on to Bullet, and we've got Jay. And there's something I do want to point out here that, again, when I talk about problematic lines, this is a very problematic line. Because Jay says, coming in the back door, no permission. And I'm killing it. Call a mortician. And I was like, ooh, that's not that. Yeah. That's not an okay line. Nope. Yeah. That one is definitely one of the ones that I I took uh, took issue with. Um, I also want to point out, this is not the worst offender uh, of this by Jay, um, but he sounds a little lazy in this song, in this uh, verse. Yeah, and we talked about that on the last episode. We talked too. about it last episode. I know this, I wanted to point it out that it is, it is, that has not changed. Yeah. And really he's, rounding he's out, a weak performance. he rounds out his verse with just really awful, let me in the wrong hole and I'll flab it out. Throw in a hundred bucks, take it to the nuts. I'll blow it loopy so it never shuts. Oh my God. Uh, That's awful. We move on to, uh, we now move on to Young Dirt. Yeah. Boondocks. Talking about <laughs> not needing KY jelly. There's a specific line here. Just do shit like your pussy, making yeah. sure the booty don't smell. What? Where Where is this coming from? Also, there. what is with my pole up in your colon in the Bass Pro Shop? What? <laughs> Who's fucking in Bass Pro Shop, I guess guys? it's because he's got this, like, hillbilly thing going. Maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And I guess he's going his for last pole, line, like a pole reference? Yeah, I guess. Last his last line here. If there's some brown on the crown, catch a donkey punch. Oh my god, that's. Uh, honestly, moving on to the other verses, Shaggy full clip. Uh, honestly, it's his is fine. I mean, he he compares his dick and balls to a gun, but there's nothing yeah. too crazy there. It, Shaggy could have done way worse with this. Lil Shanks is disgusting. Oh yeah. Yeah, just no, this this is vile yeah yeah uh, i will give him credit for working adenoids into a rhyme which i was gonna say that is impressive that is quite impressive she tried to give me throat to the adenoids but i'm finna blow her hole out to the frame till she bloody with the hemorrhoids why oh limping like a taint sword lady what you mad for um he says right now i'm up in that ass like some toilet paper this is this is disgusting. Yeah, no, a lot of uh, medical things going on with this one, and I don't like it. No, no. This, this, I will say, this verse makes it clear that he's talking about a woman, and so does the next one, Cell Block, uh, from from Blaze, because he talks about using a double-headed dildo. These these lines are just gross. It really yeah, it, no. It, this is a very graphic song, guys. This I suppose. Very... Yeah, I suppose if you really are into anal sex, maybe you think this is cool. But I think even if you're really into anal sex, you're like, oh wow, this is disgusting. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be into anal sex anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, this might turn you off off to it. I I I don't know. We're um, we're spending a lot of time on this song because I think it's one of the only songs on this album that demands this much attention and time and i if you've never heard the song these right. lyrics are so 
out there. It's gross. Yeah, no, I think I think that this song is one of you're right, one of the only songs that really deserves this amount of discussion about it. This it's out there. It's a disgusting song. It makes you rethink your life choices, whether it be <laughs> what you like sexually or whether it be why you're listening to this in the first place. Yeah, I was to say it might um, also make you rethink what you like musically. Yeah, 100%. The chorus, by the way, we have not really talked about it. It is really just that push in, push out, ass fucking, ass fucking. Yeah. Back to Oritis. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Like, yeah. I'm halfway between impressed that they made such a ridiculous and vile song and some of their stuff that they say is so over the top that it almost reads as humorous and funny. But also, I'm, I I certainly wouldn't consider myself to be a prude, but this is also kind of a gross, vile song. Oh, yeah. No, guys, I, I, I really... Anybody that's not a first time listener knows that we can we can be gross on this show very easily, <laughs> right? And we we have a pretty high tolerance for gross and for saying out there shit that makes the other person be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yes. Which I feel like genuinely that's kind of what they tried to do with this song was they went in and they're like, "Let me say the most ridiculous verse about fucking in the ass to try and get everybody else in the studio to just crack up. Yeah. They really tried to push each other further. I think that's, they were, they're trying to one up yeah. each other. They were, they were one upping each other. They're egging each other on with this. It's, it shows it. They're a little too good at this type of stuff though. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, all right, let's move on to track number two. This one's called you scared. Original beat was jacked from a song called what happened to that boy by Baby, a.k.a. the number one stunna, also known as Birdman, featuring Clips. What were your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, it's pretty much going immediately back into what Psychopathic Riders is. Very much. Guns, violence, black trucks. It, it really feels more like an intro song than Backdoor Rida did, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, when, when it first started, I thought we this should have definitely been track one probably this should have definitely been track one i feel like um, backdoor rider should have been the last song on this ep yeah i think so too auntie ann's reference in the very beginning well no not really jay says aunt annie's instead of auntie ann's yeah but he was talking about being soft <laughs> yeah like a soft pretzel he said aunt annie Instead of Auntie Anne's. Yes. But I think we know. I think we know what that is. But also, uh, this is but, the second song in a row on this album with a pretzel reference. I was going to say, with a pretzel. Yeah, that it's so strange that there's a, a pretzel reference in two songs in a row. They're actually, I want to go back and correct. They uh, There are black truck references on this uh, EP, obviously, yeah. because it's a Riders EP. But in this song in particular, it was a black van. Oh, Okay. Uh, he said something about being a, a black, you know, being in black vans. Like all my my, you know, we're rolling up. You're scared when we're rolling up in the black vans. Hmm. I thought, huh? They uh, they got rid of the trucks. I guess they didn't really need that much towing power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is just like I said, classic Riders song. Honestly, it's a pretty forgettable Riders song because it's not particularly stand out in any way. Jay seems lazy. 
uh, twisted is is running circles around ICP. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, and uh, the beat choice is one of the ones where the beat choice is just okay. Yeah, right. It's not. This is not a standout beat. They did not work with this beat in a standout way in any way. It is just a song that exists. I think that goes for this whole EP. What you just yeah, said about and, the and that's guys. That's why we spent so much time on the first song because, like we were saying, that is that song probably has the most character easily. Yeah, yeah. out of everything else that's on this EP. Everything else sounds like it was just scrapped stuff from the last album. Yeah, I'd say the same. Uh, I have some notes on this. Some of it has to do with this song. Some of it has to do with the larger album. But uh, when I listened to this song, You Scared, my first thought was, is there supposed to be a question mark there? But it's not. This is a statement, not a question. This is, you are scared, not are you scared? Uh, The intro, though, is really dumb because it's all of them having a debate over how to handle people that are scared, that are afraid of them. Jay suggests that they walk up and smack their asses. And although I know he doesn't literally mean their asses uh, because of the theme of this album, I like to picture that he's talking about literally walking up and smacking their asses, which I think is pretty funny. Paul then suggests that they shoot all of them. And then Shaggy says, after we shoot them, let's come back and take all their clothes, then piss on their faces. Why is Shaggy and Rida songs always talking about stealing people's clothes in uh, Check Your Shit In? He's, he also talks about stealing people's clothes, which is weird. But then <laughs> Jamie comes at the and at the end and he goes, no, fuck that. We're killing everybody. Isn't that Paul's suggestion? Didn't Paul say we should shoot all of them? Anyway, I agree. This is another minimal sounding beat and i mentioned this on the first track i actually looked it up this one actually is produced by the neptunes and this album the beats just this song and the this album is is very much of a specific era and that era is the mid 2000s on this album you've got three beats from 06 one from 03 and one from 2010 right. i would say all from relatively mainstream artists and tracks and all basically sounding of the same era. And I got to be honest, to make a beat like this work, you need to be a super dynamic MC and you need to write a song and a hook that really catch your attention and stand out. Now, aside from all the dodgeball stuff at the end, which again, they're doing the dip and dive and duck stuff, which they did on the last album. I don't think this is a super dynamic song. I think it's a kind of boring song. And it, you're right. It's a typical ride a song about nothing, just generic gang related stuff. Yeah, I've I've found it uh, on this EP, especially knowing what I'm, you know, and, and ever since the first after the second ride album that we reviewed, I think was kind of when we were like, all right, here's the shtick. They're not moving from this. This right. is what to expect. Right. And even even going in and expecting like, hey, this is what to expect. I'm still finding it tougher and tougher to let it happen to me (laughs) that's a weird way to phrase it but yeah but you know yeah i mean you you get what i'm saying i i'm finding it very difficult even setting my expectations to what they need to be before listening i'm finding it difficult to be like not want to roll my eyes about them still doing this even though i know that they are yeah yeah absolutely um well hey let's go ahead and move on to the uh the next track then uh this is a track called here we come the original beat is go getta by young jeezy featuring r kelly Mm. um 
Eric, tell me your thoughts. Boy, featuring a member of the certified wrecking crew. I mean, the, this one's got to be a winner, right? But uh, I'll yeah, be one hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this beat. Although I do think it's a more interesting beat than the 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 last song. I think it's a little better than that. This again is another Rida song. I'm gonna say kind of about nothing. I didn't pick up a specific theme. This is just generic gang related Rida stuff. The the hook is like, uh oh, here they come, here they come, uh oh, there they go, there they go. I'm a Rida, a psychopathic Rida. Like, what what else can I say about this song other than the fact that ABK is not on it? But this is this is a very run of the mill sort of middle of the road Rida's track. What did you think? This, yeah, I mean, this one seemed almost more generic riders than You Scared did. Yeah, and that one sure. was as generic riders as generic riders can be. Yes, this um, is more generic. At least You Scared is- had a theme. It's we're talking about people sure. that are scared of us. Here we come is just we're riders. Here we come. It's this is who we are. Here we come shooting guns and being tough yes. is, is all it is. Yeah, Jay had some especially lazy flows on this one. Uh, beat choice was, eh, you know, yeah, I, I didn't like the beat choice. Uh, I think that they didn't work well with it. I think is probably what I should say instead is that yeah. I think that they didn't work with this beat. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's more that they're just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. Jay sounds like he's just going through the motions for sure. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to track four. This one's called Chalk Lines and Caution Tape. The original beat is taken from the song Concentrate by Exhibit, another song from that 06 era. What did you think of this track? So this track is, again, another classic Rida's track, talking about chalk lines and caution tape, talking about crime scenes after they do crimes, right? Uh, Kill people, obviously, with chalk lines. The beat choice on this one is probably my least favorite. On the whole album, if I'm being honest, they didn't work this beat well in the least bit. That being said, Twisted, running circles around ICP in this song more so than than ever. Uh, and the chorus is awful. I did not like the chorus one bit. But more so than anything, this, 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 is a, this track stands out to me because of the horrible way in which they treated this beat. You know, I, I don't think it was good. This beat is so of that era. When you listen to this, you oh, know exactly yeah. when this song came out. I never heard this song before. I've, I, you know, I figure, okay, this is an exhibit hit. I'm going to listen to this track and I'm going to recognize it. I didn't, I've never heard this one before, but there is something really interesting about this. So there's this chanting that really runs through the entire song. And that's the most interesting part about this track to me. And here's why. Mm-hmm. This is a phrase, and I. this is not a Lotus album, so I don't need to do a full-on history lesson. However, I'm going to do a mini history lesson. That phrase is chanted in Japanese Nichiren Buddhism. In English, it translates to devotion to the mystic law of the Lotus Sutra or glory to the Dharma of the Lotus Sutra. And followers of this religion engage in prolonged chanting of this phrase for enlightenment purposes and things like that. 
My suspicion is they didn't know this or look it up considering how directly and well it ties to their other supergroup project because I think they would have either leaned into it or not used it or something. But there are some Lotus vibes on this track to me. I think the song is overall pretty bland, but I do think especially Twisted really comes with the flows on this and the hook gives me big time Lotus vibes, just the way it's delivered with each person delivering a line. It reminds me of the, It has this kind of lotusy thing going on. Unfortunately, the song overall is not super memorable. It's just another Rida song about generic Rida stuff. This song had the potential to be way cooler and more interesting than it was, and there were some elements that caught my attention, but just not a great song. Yeah, not a great song. I, that is so interesting about the the little Lotus factoid there. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard the chanting. I didn't even think twice to look it up, which I think is probably, you're right, what they also did. Yeah, they just were like, oh, um, whatever, let's go. God, coincidence of the fucking century. Yes. Uh, well, hey, that leaves one last song. Let's do uh, it. And that is track number five. This is a song called Carjack, the original beat is Monster by Kanye West featuring Jay-Z, uh, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, and Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Uh, oh, Bon Iver. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, internally, I always read Bon Iver. I, I used to until I found out that it was Bon Iver. Yeah, I, I, I'm still kicking that habit. <laughs> but also, um, I, I mean, I've heard the original song. What an odd... Uh, combination of featured artists to put on this track yeah it really is it really is i uh and i listened to this song the original one once for mm. this uh, i'm not a kanye west guy so i, I didn't know it same but um yeah when i saw you send over the outline and i i saw the featuring i was like i definitely want to make sure i make time to listen to this one for sure well then maybe you noticed something that i noticed that they just chopped out a portion of this beat. Uh, I don't know what they did here. The track really confused me because I was fully convinced that it gets cut off at the end on streaming services, but I went and looked it up, and this is how it's supposed to end. This song is two and a half minutes, and the original song is over six minutes long. I don't know if they had a full-on instrumental. I think what they might have done is gone in to try and cut out and loop portions of the beat that didn't have vocals on them to make an instrumental, but that's just I'm speculative. I don't know if that's mm. true. Either way, they cut this song from over six minutes down to two and a half, and it feels like a very abrupt ending. Nonetheless, it's not a beat I'm a super big fan of. I think the original version of the song has such interesting combination of people and voices that it, it makes the song work. But what they're doing with it here doesn't really do much for me. Also, I could have sworn they already did this song. Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, didn't we already review a song called Carjack? So I looked it up because I was really sure they did. 
And ICP did have a song called Detroit Carjacking, but it's on the Phantom uh, yes. EP, which came out like four years after this. So it just so happens that we already reviewed it. But uh, yeah, all right. I, to, to wrap all of that up, my thoughts on this song are this is a song about carjacking that feels like it ends by accident. What, what about you? So I actually didn't notice the changes in the – I listened to Monster once in the background yeah. just to, to get it under my belt kind of thing, right? Um, I did notice that it was substantially sh- uh, longer than what they did with Carjack. That being said, I know that we – last week I criticized them on a track that should have been way shorter than it was. Yeah, I thought uh, about that. And, and, and you commented on how they have to work with the beat. And I said, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Eric. They do have to work with the beat. Yeah. That is why that, that, that song is over six minutes long or and, over five minutes long. Yeah. I forget what, which one. It was four and a half minutes. But this shows they know they don't have to fucking just work with the beat. They I thought about that. chop and screw this bullshit. Yep. So uh, this makes me pissed again. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, they I I assume that uh, what I assumed is that they had the instrumental and they edited it down and it did end abruptly. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, because um, it ends on but, Jamie's verse and he goes, he says something to the back, back, back. And then the song is just over and I'm like, did something happen? Yeah, I remember listening the first time. I remember listening to that and then and then hearing they need to make a song about ass fucking. And I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, <laughs> that was the end of the song. And I yeah. looped back to the beginning. What the fuck? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, you're right. It's a song about carjacking that has an abrupt ending. Uh, there's one line. I forget who said it. I believe it is Jamie, but I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. I'm the reason they make 12 gauges. I thought was, uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Yeah. But outside of that, there is they did a weird thing with the beat. It's a song about carjacking that ends abruptly. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. Well, let's get to our overall thoughts then. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. This is an EP that started off incredibly interesting. Not saying good, but interesting and attention-grabbing. Only to, in a whiplash sort of fashion, snap you back into what psychopathic riders is and give you nothing but that for the rest of the EP. Yes. I love it because of how short it is. That's about all the positive, overwhelming positive that I have not saying that these songs are unlistenable. They're definitely by far the weakest riders tracks. I personally think that we've listened to. Well, maybe. Backdoor Rider, I would not consider weak. I would consider that one of their strongest songs, but that's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I, I really I'm struggling because I feel like I'm sounding very hard on them. And this is this is a struggle that we have every week we review Riders. I don't want to sit here and make a negative episode shitting about anything. I know that we've kind of ate crow in the past about doing that. That's true. But. That's not what's happening here. What's happening here is we're we're critically tired of listening to the same same thing and having to rack our brains to try and say something new about it. Yeah, and you know, I've, I think we need to also acknowledge that we're listening to all of these in a row. 
We're not listening That's to them very true, yeah. years apart the way they released, where maybe you'd go, oh, sick, it's been four years, a new Rida album is out. Cool. I haven't listened to Rida's in a long time. So That's a very we, good point. You know, yes. we're, we're listening to them back to back, essentially. That's a good point. To, to, oh, to summate my thoughts, I would say, is that this is a, a weak outing for Rida's, and it's sort of like a sad footnote at the end of the Rida's career they, they didn't go out with a bang and not and they they didn't i don't i mean they didn't know that they're going that this is the last thing that they're ever gonna do for psychopathic writers well they, they didn't they didn't yeah i mean you, you don't really know so we are kind of close to the timeline here but they, they didn't go out with a bang they sort of just teetered out in, like as like a, a little flame yeah i i think so too so We've been saying that Rida's just need to do EPs. Every time we listen to an album, we're like, man, there's probably six great songs on here. They just need to to do EPs and it'll be better. And I think we were like only one quarter right when we said that. Because there's other elements that need to be present to make it work. Yes, the length is more manageable, uh, which the length I don't think is really an issue. Uh, it might sound like we're harping on length. If you made an album of 13 songs that were all just interesting, different bangers of songs, I don't think I would complain. But aside from getting the the length to a manageable you know, number of tracks, they also need to strategically choose interesting beats. They need to make uh, interesting and different sounding songs choose you know topics and themes that that have something interesting and they need to write interesting hooks and lyrics aside from backdoor riders or backdoor rida i'm sorry i don't think they did that on this album really i don't think there's really an interesting or memorable track outside of that song on this album it and this really kind of feels like reheated leftovers I don't even particularly like Backdoor Rida very much personally, but at least it's memorable. It stands out. You know, they did a thing with it. Overall, I would say this is probably my least favorite Rida's release. Uh, I think the Rida's shtick was starting to get kind of stale, and I think they knew it. These two albums, to me, really sound like, especially ICP at least, were like, hey, we're done with this. Even if it feels a little like Twisted was like, no, we're into this. Let's keep doing it. It kind of feels like Twisted dragging ICP through this whole thing. And uh, I'm kind of glad as much as I like this family era of psychopathic records and I like hearing everybody together having fun. After these two releases, I'm kind of glad they put Rydas to rest. I'm not mad that it didn't come back. Also, as far as why this even exists, my suspicion, and again, this is my thoughts on what might have happened not the truth but i'm gonna guess jamie said backdoor rida on that one eat shit and die track and they probably all thought mm. it was really funny so they decided to make a song out of it and instead of releasing it as a single they were like oh let's get this out before the gathering and let's put this you know let, let's get this song with it i bet they already had the cds pressed and ready to go and Instead of just putting out a single to go with it, they were like, well, hey, let's let's toss some extra, you know, we have some unused tracks from Eat Shit and Die. Let's toss them on an EP with this and release a second EP. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of how it feels. It feels like they the only new song that they purposefully wrote and recorded sounds like Backdoor Rida, and the other tracks feel like leftovers from Eat Shit and Die. 
One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's probably what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. I think that's a good, good assumption here. Yeah. yeah. You know, and honestly, just to to go back, track back to like the why still do this. I think that there there's a scenario out there where they could release like the the first two Rida's albums that they released. And then rather than continuing to release things as psychopathic Rida's, they could have absolutely just reprised the Rida's at gatherings or at Juggalo Day, you know, at yeah. big events. Yeah. And and just do the fucking the old shit off the two albums. That would have made Rida's, uh, in my opinion, seem more like a legendary supergroup. Yeah, because it was like it's a golden not, goldies kind a, of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Seem seem more have that air of like exclusivity to it. You know what like else they could have done? Had. They could have focused their time and attention that they spent on Rida's shows and albums and whatever on their real projects because undoubtedly throughout all the Rida's albums, there's some fucking cool stuff there. There's some cool flows. There's some cool hooks. There's some yeah. cool lyrics. I would have loved to hear them just integrate the good stuff into their actual projects, but whatever. Here's Rida's. Here's what we've got. The other thing yeah. I was going to say is, you know, we keep saying just do an EP, just do an EP. I think we're wrong on that fully now that I think about it, because this EP, we were not big fans of. And when I look back to the other EPs they did release, I don't think we did separate reviews from. I think we just lumped them with their associated full-length albums. We didn't like those either. There was that three-song Pendulum EP that we were like, oh yeah, eh, kind of boring. And then there was that limited edition EP with Check Your Shit In. And we weren't big fans of that either. We thought they were both kind of unremarkable if you go back to listen to the albums or our thoughts on them. So... I, I also think it's because all three of these EPs are kind of like afterthoughts and extras stuff uh, rather than them sitting down and writing five or six super strong tracks and putting them out instead of a full length. So I think that's the difference. But see, uh, I, yeah. And I think that's the thing right there is that they could ever every short work that we've heard from them has been extras and leftovers from other shit. Or that's uh, our thoughts, at least we, we expect yeah, that. or at least that, that's. Yeah, edu our educated guess. Right. Whereas, rather than sitting down and, and writing 16 of the same thing, why don't you sit down and write five of the same thing, but really good and interesting and slightly different takes on each song? I think yeah. that is the, uh, the difference, 100%. But you're right. When we say, just make it an EP... It still wouldn't like even it's it, we still didn't enjoy it. You're right, right, exactly. Well, hey, let's uh do something about favorite tracks. This is going to be a tough one because I really there's nothing from this EP that I'm like, yep, we need to put that on our playlist. If we have to put songs on, I'll accept anything other than the first or last song. I guess I guess the first one could go on back to I don't know. The well, only one here. Here are my thoughts. Yeah, on it. If you want to know how I was kind of going out at it, because uh, it sounds like you're you're a little on the fence here. Yeah. So how I was going to go at it was as disgusting and graphic as it is. I feel like Backdoor Rida has a place on the the playlist because objectively it is by far the most interesting and dynamic song on this EP. It's the only one that's really we, memorable. 
we can't deny that, right? Yeah. And so I think it'd be doing a disservice to not have it on there. So um, let's just put it on there. And then if we have to do a second one to stick with our formula and to keep it on even numbers, uh, I went ahead and picked what I thought was the more interesting of the four. Okay. Which I believe was uh, uh, you scared. I See, if I had to pick the more interesting only because of the Lotus associations, I would go with Chalk Lines and Caution Tape, even though I don't think it's a good song. Why don't we do Backdoor Rida and Chalk Lines and Caution Tape? I have a better idea. Let's just do Backdoor Rida. You want to just do Backdoor Rida and throw us onto a... I mean, we're we're going to be on uneven tracks. Yeah, we are. All right, let me put it on here. Let's see. Add to playlist. Okay, we are at 121 songs. Perfect. Eight hours and 40 minutes. Okay, guys. Well, hey, that's it. Listen. Maybe listen to something else that's bullshit as fuck and only put one song on and be back to even. Who knows? Maybe we'll listen to something so good we need to put three. I don't know. Oh, that does open us up to a spot to put three. Who knows? (laughs) It'll have to really impress us, though. So Backdoor Rida is on our playlist. If you're listening to our playlist on on a regular basis, which you should be, just remember the skip button exists. And sometimes you got to use it. Let's talk Fago scores. I would love to hear your score on uh, music and beats uh, with with all of your thoughts on the type of beat that they've picked and how they've worked with it. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this one. This was so if if Duck to Fuck Down was the most interesting pairing of beats where they used all these sort of southern rap beats from a similar era. This is the to me the worst pairing of of beats and what they do. I didn't think there was a lot of interesting beats. I didn't think they did dynamic interesting things with them. I gave it a 1.5. Yeah, I uh I gave I gave it a a, a 1 if I'm being completely honest. I wow, went okay. straight up 1. Uh I think that Chalk Lines and Caution Tape I, I was a very weird beat. It was probably one of the worst beats that they've worked with. Yeah. I, I think the Young Jock beat, the super iconic Young Jock beat that they picked was baffling why they picked it. They just, they never found, even when when I said Twisted was running circles around ICP, I mean that they were doing something that wasn't, that was slightly above the bare minimum you would need to do just to stay on beat, yeah. which is what uh, Jay did in a lot of points in this album. So I can't I can't I can't give them more than a one for never finding the beat. And and that's that's based on their beat choices. Right. That's not lyrics and flows. That's based on their beat choices. Yes, right. it also plays into lyrics and flows as well. But with psychopathic riders, the music and beats is not based on the production value of the music and beats. It's based on their choice to pick. And they had a choice to pick any beat in the world and they picked these five and i think these five were all miss 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 yeah i agree perfect uh let's move on to lyrics and flows i'll go and start with this one okay lazy icp sounded like they didn't really want to be there uh you had the very astute observation and hypothesis that twisted is just sort of dragging them along at this point very much so feels that way because of the energy that twisted at least brings to the table with how they deliver their flows based off of ICP who very much so seem to have been going through the motions uh, on each and die and on backdoor riders. That being said, I mean, there's some good stuff there. There are clever lines. Uh, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? 
And I think that that's kind of what we hit here with some, some decent lines, some, you know, fun stuff here and there, nothing super dynamic. Uh, I think I, I, I I couldn't give it a straight one. Like I did with, with music and beats. Uh, I ended up going lyrics and flows. I gave him a two. All right. I, you know what? I, I, I went similar. I don't think they did a bad job lyric and flow wise, but it all felt outside of backdoor rider, which is over the top and ridiculous. It all felt bare minimum. If that song wasn't on this EP, I probably would have went lower than middle of the road, but I went 2.5. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. All righty. Um, re-listenability. I gave it a one. And if you want any sort of reasoning at all, just rewind this episode and listen back to it from the beginning. I gave uh, it a, a one. I There's not a single track I would come back to listen to on this album. Yeah, the, the best thing about the album is the cover artwork because it's so ridiculous. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Uh, overall vibe, what did, what did you get for that one? The overall vibe of this album is a death knell. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they are – this is the, – the, the sound and vibe of this album is pounding nails into the coffin of – psychopathic ride as to me i'm sure there are people that like this and think this is cool because it's just a a nasty song and and album artwork and stuff i think they did themselves some favors by putting that out because people think it's cool but they would have been much better off to just make it a single i really think i can't i think the vibe of this is tired and not very dynamic and out of sorts with itself. You've got one track that's just over the top, chaotic and nasty, and then four tracks that are just bland and boring. I gave this a 1.5 for a vibe. Uh, all right. Well, hey, I gave it for overall vibe. Uh, this and in on my notes, tired is big bold. Yeah, big and bold. Uh, so I'm glad that you said that as well. Tired is the vibe for this album. Uh, it felt like even at times that they released this album because they had a gun to their head. Um, <laughs> and if that maybe that might sound too harsh, I don't know. I, I am I am kind of tongue in cheek, you know, trying to make some jokes here, guys. But the overall vibe is just so off. I I went worse. I gave it a one. I think that it's tired. I think that it would have been way better served if they would have just released. Uh, you're right, released Backdoor Rida as a single. Uh, and then it could have had that sort of campy single exclusivity to it as well. Yeah, I actually think right? it would have been really cool as um, a single. Keep the album art the same. Keep that song the same. Make it a exclusive at the gathering that if you buy this, you also get this single. I think it would have been cool to do that. It would have been fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, but then you throw four tracks on here that weren't good enough to go on the album that we tore apart last week <laughs> i don't think we tore it apart but we weren't fans of we it. weren't we weren't fans of it you're right we didn't tear it apart we weren't fans of it but you know the album yeah the album that we weren't we didn't like what they thought was good enough to go on it yeah right so i personally am not surprised that we didn't like what is more than likely the leftover shit from the thing that we didn't like in the first place yeah so i went with a one overall vibe all right, well, here's our score. Our overall scores average out to a not particularly surprising 1.4375, which is a 1.5 Fagos release. All right, hey, savor it. That's all you get. Guys, next week, 
is going to be fun. Make sure to tune in for the first of two special episodes. Next week, we'll be reviewing Aaron's favorite album of 2021. What will it be? You'll just have to listen and find out. The following week, we'll be reviewing Eric's favorite album of 2021. And the week after that, we have another very special review for you. We're nearing the end of season four, just a few episodes left. Until then, Eric, how can people communicate with us and and yell at us for being so harsh (laughs) on them for this one? As always, you can join our community, talk to us, hit us up with your thoughts about any of our episodes in our Discord. There is a link in the description of this episode. You can also find us on social media, on both Twitter and Instagram, at ICPWWE. And if you'd like to email us and and tell us all your thoughts about all things or send us pictures of your backdoor tattoos, don't do that. Uh, You can email (laughs) us. Our email address is ICPWWE at gmail.com. Aaron, how can people support us and where can they find you? You can find me and all my stuff at www.gristlemedia.com. You can also support us in two amazing ways. The first one being our merch store, which has new items up there monthly. I'm wearing our uh, old school ICUP with Wee hoodie right now. I'm loving it. Uh, it's one of my favorite hoodies. I wear it all the time. And for for all of you socially awkward uh, people out there that don't like talking to strangers, this hoodie looks just creepy enough that nobody wants to ask me questions about what it means. So uh, th- this is, I, I haven't got a single question about it yet in public. This is a safe one. <laughs> People just um, walk on the other side of the street and divert their gaze. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's also because I, you know, I'm a, I'm also a pretty, pretty large man that looks pissed off a lot of the time. Oh, uh, so yeah. I, I, yeah. People don't like interacting with me in public. I don't know why. Weird. Uh, I mean, but you can find, <laughs> you're right it's not the worst thing in the world i hate talking to strangers uh in public see you can find this hoodie as well as a bunch of other amazing designs from our own mr co-host of the comos eric himself uh at storefrontiercom slash icpwwe by the way for for eric fans that's eric on your can koozie <laughs> just dropped uh about a week ago so check it out you can also support us and get extra stuff from the show by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash ICPWWE. We have three amazing tiers that are uh, priced very, very reasonably for some extra cool stuff and extra fun stuff. I would also like to thank our, our, our top tier patron, Mr. Rob himself. Rob, shout shout out. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for the support. Guys, it is time to come to a close. We're going to exit through cue, the back door. Cue uh, beautiful piano music. <clears throat> and now it's time to go. For Aaron and Eric, thank you for listening to the show. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, can I go out through the back door here? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you later. Back, back.